Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Shrimp Wesley. <laughs> and with us we have about a fucking pound of shrimp that just got delivered to my door mid-episode. It's a crustacean celebration. <laughs> In case you're wondering, no, we don't really talk about it until the end, but if you're wondering why I had to drop out of everything I plugged at the end, it's probably because I ate about a pound of shrimp in two hours and died. So uh, before that, though, we recorded a hell of an episode. It's, <laughs> this episode is so good. I hate to say that because it makes me sound like I'm just trying to hype it up, but it's, it's oh, oof, oom, maron is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. a banger of an episode, and I'm so glad that we were here for it. And I'm so... Uh, that's the shrimp! Oh, no! Oh, no, that was the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. And I listened to that U2 album that they put on our phones. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad that we're finally done with Blackbeard the Pirate, but we're sending him off in style. This is the story of Blackbeard's final battle, and I cannot wait for you to listen to it. Before we get to it, though, we've got some news and reviews. <laughs> Actually, we've just got news. I just did that off of uh, muscle memory. Um, Hey, we've got a Patreon. It's uh, the best way that you can help us support the show. You can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. You can also listen to the show on Rooster Teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. That's good. (laughs) You can go to roosterteeth.com or you can check out the app, which you can get on a multitude of your devices. Uh, And I think with with all that, uh, let's hop into this show, baby. Ahoy. Ahoy. Avast you, mateys. Dead Ah. men tell no tales. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm, organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership, organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers, organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships, and organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have... Pirates! Death! <laughs> Scurvy, grog, <laughs> barrels, cannons, <laughs> believable just... and emotionally grounded gay relationships. <laughs> are you just naming things you know about pirates? Lamps. <laughs> cups. Phone. Several bracelets. Yes. Penny. Lawsuits with Amber Heard. Scarves. <laughs> I will say, here's, I, I don't want to talk about the trial. I no, refuse. I refuse. Um, I refuse. But the one thing I will talk about is the TikTok trend of the Jack Sparrow run. Have you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where people run and they like film themselves running across like cities and stuff as Jack Sparrow. And some of them are really fucking good. Because they're just flailing. Uh, and it's so funny. Also, have you seen Jackass 4.5 yet? I have not. I've been saving it. Um, this whole week for me has been an absolute disaster in terms of scheduling. Where I have just been so fucking busy every single day. I had to, for work, 
where uh, we filmed a scripted uh, video, which meant for the first time in forever, I had to memorize lines. I was <laughs> running lines in my apartment and I just got like the most intense deja vu of just like, oh my God, I remember this. Remember when I used to play friendly cholos? Damn, fool. <laughs> So uh, I have been saving it for either tonight or tomorrow when I get to Austin, Texas. Well, I will prepare you. Uh, one of my favorite things in it is poopies. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, they they set up a, a, a prank. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, but I, I guess maybe poopies forgot that he was in a jackass movie, uh, or forgot how these things go. Uh, but he runs full speed, like confidence at an 11 full speed through this prank and then gets to the end and is like, what? Wait, what? Why? You just told me I had to run. And then, and I, I rewound it and watched it twice. I could not stop laughing at the level of stupidity it takes to be in a jackass movie and be like, I bet they're not going to play a trick or a prank or anything. I'm just going (laughs) to run full speed forward while blindfolded and expect that nothing bad is going to happen to me ever. And it's the best. Well, this is actually a perfect theme stated moment, Paige, because we've got a couple of instances of this very thing happening in this episode. (laughs) You didn't even tee me up for that. I just (laughs) wanted to talk about poopies. Absolutely. Welcome to Blackbeard uh, (laughs) 2.5. (laughs) And it's the episode where Blackbeard runs full sprint into his own death. <laughs> we both have tasers. We're going to drink a bunch of milk. I'm going to try and shave Armando's head when he's not looking. It is Pirates 2.5. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, everybody. It is the last episode of our series on Blackbeard, and I am so excited. Uh, as I mentioned last week, the death of Blackbeard was so much more of an interesting story than just being like, and then he died. Uh, So I wanted to like really read more about it and sort of write out the entire thing. Um, (laughs) I am very excited to bring this to you. Uh, Before we get started, though, we do have our sources. We have the general history of the robberies and murders of the most notorious pirates by Charles Johnson. Uh, We have Blackbeard, the real pirate of the Caribbean by Dan Perry. And then we have Pirates, Privateers, and Rebel Raiders of the Carolina Coast by Lindley S. Baker. Paige, are you ready to talk about Blackbeard? I am ready to run full speed blindfolded (laughs) into this Blackbeard episode. Ah. God, there. What? Okay, first of all, hold on. Before we start, my favorite thing about watching Jackass Four with you was uh, at at certain points throughout the movie, they will do a completely like well thought out, very produced prank, and it will get somebody, and then it'll cut to Johnny Knoxville standing next to somebody, and they're just going, ah, "What a good prank!" And then Johnny Knoxville will turn to them and then tase them, and it's not yes. a part of the rank at all it's just a separate thing that at any moment johnny knoxville can turn to you and tase you i will tell you that in 4.5 there's like a montage of basically like 
how badly they just constantly prank people on set and it doesn't even make it into the movie <laughs> and it just shows and it just shows uh like little interviews with like Wee Man and, and Dave England and they're just like shaking and just looking over their shoulders full traumatized oh from making a jackass movie if you change the music to that from that movie to what it is to like very thoughtful like Hans Zimmerman or whatever fucking music it would it would just change it into a war movie (laughs) (sighs) I absolutely love it I can't wait to watch it welcome to jackass today we're going to be giving our crew a COVID test with a cattle prod um you're laughing but oh my god (laughs) I should write for jackass something not that, but they do do a COVID test prank in 4.5. Oh, God. <laughs> Can't <Yeah>. wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as we covered last week, Edward Teach was pardoned for his crimes as Blackbeard in June of 1718. But it only took our scallywag a month before he was back on the high seas, living it up as a pirate. Of course. Unfortunately for him, the golden age of piracy was coming to an end. The British monarchy and its surrogates in the American colonies had tried desperately to solve the problem with diplomacy. They had offered pardons, they were willing to set up former pirates with jobs, and they even offered licenses for legal privateering. As as bad as they suck, they did really try to reform the pirates and like, come on, man, we got a job placement for you. <laughs> Home Métis Industries. (laughs) (laughs) You can come here, get your shit together, get a cool sweatshirt, make some bread. Oh, I thought, yeah, okay. You were making a homemaking industry. A a homeboy joke? Yes. No, 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 not necessarily homeboy. Just like, I thought you meant homemaking. And so, like, in my mind, it was just a pirate being like, it's got three beds, one bath, and a dungeon. (laughs) Yeah. I want a three-bed, one-bath near the downtown, but also near the harbor, so I have a slow commute to work. (laughs) This is the first building I've seen that's toilet isn't a hole in the ground. (laughs) But also, I want open concept, so I have room for all my oranges. (laughs) It's it's got a grog basement. (laughs) I need a man cave for me plunder. It's just an actual cave. (laughs) Yeah, that is a difference. <laughs> it's a man cave is just a cave with a dick in it. All right. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, cut all this out because it's a million dollar idea. Pirate house hunters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, hold on. Pirate house hunters where they go to other neighborhoods and then break into your house, kip- kidnap even, you, and then even, sell it to someone else. Even better. They just pull up to another ship and are like, I don't really like the paint color here. Well, you could choose between ships one, two, and three. Which one would you like to plunder? Well, I do like that this one is kind of more of a Tudor style. (laughs) (laughs) No budget, no problem, because we steal it. (laughs) Now we will have to sell our boat first. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So see, they could have made they could have turned pirates into real estate agents and honestly, what's the difference? Wah, wah. I prefer the property brothers. <laughs> <laughs> We're so dumb. Why do people give us microphones? <laughs> 
I'm not convinced that these aren't like toys that you give a child. (laughs) (laughs) They think they've been making a podcast for five years, but it's just a really weird Truman show kind of thing. (laughs) Oh, hey, we could put a butcher block next to this chest of gold. (laughs) We're prepared to put 50 gold doubloons down. I just got a question for you. When you walk off the plank, are you going to flip or flop? (laughs) (laughs) But it's still that awful British lady. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, I put up some plywood, and so it kind of looks like a wall, even though it's not. Do you want to keep it? Fuck the bricks! And then a fucking cannonball just (laughs) wrecks through. And they call it a save the queen. (laughs) And they call it an open concept. Okay, we have to keep going. That was a load bearing mast. (laughs) This is this is tickling me so much. I love it so much. Oh my god. But the excitement of piracy and the promise of easy riches was too great to ignore. So Britain switched to plan B. Hunt all of the pirates down. (laughs) How will we spot them? By hobbling on their scurvy and pig legs, I imagine. Yeah. (laughs) I just imagine a guy with an eye patch and then eyeglasses over them and he's just like, yeah, this is, I don't know who you're talking about. There was a cartoon when I was a kid. If you remember what this is from, please tell me because I don't remember at all. But he had peg legs and peg arms and two eye patches and oh then he would God. just recite crazy pirate poetry like with me eyes i was stirring the stew and you're just like what it's it's almost like that character from family guy uh right. seamus the, the sea captain and i'm upset that i know anything from family guy <laughs> i my brain is trying to say angry beavers but that can't be right um oh. anyway So as we've covered throughout this series, pirate hunters were definitely a thing. Both Blackbeard and his mentor had brief careers as pirate hunters after they had tried to give the old life up. But these contractors could only take down so many pirates, and the crown wanted the problem eradicated. So they started sicking their own overpowered navy on the problem. And suddenly, the seas were full of highly trained, very well-armed bounty hunters. And since the infamous Blackbeard had returned to pirating, a bounty was put on his head by the governor of Pennsylvania that was uh, essentially the amount of a modern-day $50,000. And in order to escape this heat, Edward and his crew took some drastic measures. They're wanted for $50,000 in Pennsylvania, so what do you do? You sail a couple miles away to Delaware. That was it. That's all (laughs) that he had to do. I mean, in Blackbeard's defense, I fully understand making a quick exit when you encounter semen when you didn't expect to. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's, I mean, at least get me a fucking towel, Pennsylvania. Jesus Christ. Um, Also, a towel and a glass of water, you monster. This is one of my favorite parts about old-timey crime is that basically at any point, if things get too dicey, you can just go to Delaware and everyone is like, yeah, okay, I don't care. I'm not going to Delaware, so fuck off. You're fr- you're fine. 
in all fairness, I'm pretty sure today you could still go to Delaware and they'd be like, well, nobody comes here. So like, yeah. we don't you. even have Facebook yet. I don't even know what their accent <laughs> is. I'm not convinced Delaware is a real place. If I'm being completely Start honest the with rumor. you. Delaware doesn't exist. <laughs> Delaware is a robot made by the government. Delaware is an Illuminati false flag. If you rearrange the letters in Delaware, it spells QAnon. <laughs> Don't Google it. How come every time I go to Delaware, it's closed? Every time you yeah. ever notice that? Every time you go to Delaware, they got a closed sign on the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delaware is like the Yoshinoya of the state world where you're like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. But do you know anyone who's actually eaten there? Of course not. <laughs> I understand the point of your joke, but I have eaten Yoshinoya and have 100% gotten diarrhea every single time. It is. I've done it once. Jake and I did it once and we had such immediate diarrhea that we never went again because we only have one bathroom. Yeah. And it was like, this is a test to your marriage. Who gets the bathroom? Everyone's having an urgent bathroom situation. Who gets to go first? I have gone twice in my life because the first time I went, I got immediate diarrhea and I went, there's, okay, there's no way. There's no way it was Yoshinoya. That was way too quick. So I went a second time and it happened again and it was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, so fuck me. And now I'm at a point where if I even think about Yoshinoya, actually, I'll be right back. I got it. <laughs> oh no, oh I no. Got shit. I mean, that's why there's an entire episode of The League about it. <laughs> about Yoba Goya? It's, yeah. About Yoba Goya, because it's, it, it's such a universal experience. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, my favorite thing about old-timey crime is that at any point, if things get too hot, you could just slightly move a little bit, and suddenly you're all good. But on this same point... Imagine how much work you have to put in to be a known criminal from America to fucking Britain. Like, everyone in the world knows that you are Blackbeard the Pirate. And uh, people weren't just going to let this shit slide. So, yeah. Blackbeard... Even the invisible floating kingdom of Delaware can't hide you. <laughs> exactly. Also, to be fair, I'm not sure Delaware was a, uh, a colony at this point or a state. I have no idea. I didn't really it's look at it. It's just where modern day Delaware is? It, I know they went to the Delaware Bay. And so I'm assuming okay. that's where Delaware <laughs> near was. Delaware. You know, if you look out on the bay onto the horizon and flip a coin just as the sun sets, that's when Delaware starts to appear. <laughs> but you have to be right at the right coordinates at the right time. Welcome to the lost state of Delaware. Of Delaware. Da -da -da. What the fuck? Hold on. We're doing this. What is Delaware known for? Yeah, what is Delaware? Delaware is famous for its popular beaches. Okay, fuck off. First <laughs> fuck of off, off, Delaware. Fuck you, Delaware. You fucking bitch ass state. What is. Oh, we've got some good beaches. No, you don't, Delaware. We're directing all of our previous New Hampshire anger at the mythical, magical, floating, hollow earth city of Delaware. Oh, fuck. Hold on. <laughs> Delaware was the first state. <laughs> it was one of the, it was definitely one of the 13 original colonies. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Oh, God, I am losing it. We recorded, uh, just peek behind the curtain, we recorded Seven Brides for Seven Brothers at 7 a.m. this morning for Horror Virgin. So I'm in a real silly mood. This or not thing's... Horror Virgin, Romancing the Pod. It should be a horror movie, though. I'm fucking reading the things that Delaware is known for, and it's just like uh, rescue dogs, french fries, <laughs> Fisher's popcorn, and then Wilmington, See, a please... city in Delaware. Oh, wait. Okay. Oh no, wait, that's okay. Yeah, but see, all of those things are things that like other states have too. There's a Wilmington, North Carolina. So like honestly, I feel like this is still made up. Like this is Delaware being like, Yeah, I've touched a boob, it's a bag of sand. And you're like, what are your state facts, Delaware? They're like, We have beaches and French fries, mucho Americano. We are a state, and you're like, I don't believe it. Dude, I'm not fucking kidding. It. I'm looking at a, a, a website the article that is 16 things Delaware is known for, and number 14 is chickens, and it just has a <laughs> picture of chicken. <laughs> what the fuck, Delaware? Number 15 is blue hens. That's just a different type of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right. Oh. Yeah, for sure. This place is not fucking real at all. <laughs> no, no. We need to assemble the four stones and get the, the sacred elder to, you know, stack them at sunset in the temple so that the floor will open up and we can go through the catacombs to get a rubbing of the map that'll show us to the mythical town of Delaware. Exactly. If you live in Delaware, no, you don't. You live in Maryland, you fucking idiot. <laughs> At least they have crabs. Yeah, I look at one of the other things on this 16 things about Delaware is horseshoe crabs, which are like the fucking cockroach of the cockroach of the sea. I just thought it would be really funny if it was like, what's Delaware known for? Baltimore crabs. And you're like, what? (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you Delaware of where... Delaware is no because it's not real. Oh. Delaware isn't real. Delaware. Have you not ever real. met anyone from Delaware? I haven't. I haven't even met anyone who's been to Delaware. <laughs> Honestly, I have traveled to most states in our union. I've never been to Delaware. Absolutely. I again, yeah. I'm looking at where Delaware is on a map, and it's like that is where you would hide a fake place. I don't even think that land exists. <laughs> That's where Joseph Smith found the gold plate. Uh, it's not, but you know, whatever. <laughs> My point is, <laughs> is that usually you could just move to fucking Delaware and no one would know that you existed because you'd live in fucking Delaware. You'd be living in like Dr. Nemo's Sleepy Time Nightmare Land because that's Delaware. Just a magical floating city that only certain people can see if they believe hard enough and if they have some sort of magic amulet. Yeah. Yeah. Today we're talking about a houseboat in Delaware. No, we're not. It's not real. <laughs> the show's been canceled. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, people weren't just gonna let Blackbeard move to fucking Delaware and start a I don't know a house flipper show or whatever you do while you're there. Uh, instead, he had basically just bought himself a little bit of time. 
Blackbeard wanted to play things a little safer than he had back during his heyday, because remember that just a few months ago, he had been Commodore Blackbeard leading a navy of pirates doing crazy shit, like holding an entire town hostage. That kind of shit wouldn't fly now that he had a $50,000 bounty on his head. So instead, he, he cooked up a smarter scheme. He would come across a ship, he would rob them blind, and then he would leave the crew marooned. And then he would sail the ship to his hideout on Ocracoke Island off the coast of North Carolina, and then he would wait. And then after a few weeks, he'd approach a, a few known corrupt customs officers and then tell them that he found the ship abandoned at sea. Man, this guy just keeps finding ships. Yeah, just full, full of cargo. And it, they keep looking like the same people who said they got robbed by Blackbeard. <laughs> well, it's like, did you watch the McMillions documentary? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, wow, how did this one family win so many McDonald's Monopoly prices? <laughs> well, see what they were doing. And I don't know if it's spoiler alert, if you haven't watched McMillions, what they were doing was they would get into a pirate ship and then they would go to every McDonald's, blast it with a cannonball, and then steal all of the stickers. Yep. It was actually a fucking crazy documentary. So, uh, yeah, his quote-unquote respectable friends would report the ship, they would file the proper paperwork, and then they would all split the profit together. So there was no proof that Blackbeard was the one who robbed the ship, and there was also no one that could prove that he hadn't found it, legally speaking. So it was kind of like the perfect grift. <laughs> Just finders keepers. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's. Ba I mean, you come across a ship in the ocean and there's no one on it. You, there's nothing that says you can't take it with you. I guess. Yeah, technically. So, yeah, they would just do that over and over again. Usually they would, like, sell off all of the cargo after he had, like, kind of plundered it a little bit. And then they would sell off the ship and then they would all kind of split the profit. And it was good. And Blackbeard had a nice little life for himself on Ocracoke Island. He loved the place because you could see all of the ships that were traveling between the various settlements of Northeast Carolina and so every so often, he would pick a particularly vulnerable vessel, he would run his little scheme, and then he and his crew would return to Ocracoke Island and then live it up until it was time to go out and hunt again. He was fucking made. He was a made man. But everything changed when one day he saw a familiar brigade approaching his slice of paradise. It was a small collection of pirate ships captained by Charles Vane and his two partners, Calico Jack and Izzy Hands. <laughs> I Sorry, just I know Izzy Hands is going to factor in and be important because Izzy Hands was in the TV show, but it's still a really funny name to me. It is. It is. His, his real name is Israel Hands, uh, which uh, is, that sounds like what somebody yells at you as a taunt when they're about to do Krav Maga. <laughs> you want to catch these Israel Hands? Israel Hands? <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, oh. I'll, uh, 
I'll save you a little bit of time. I kind of yada 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 over uh, Izzy Hands and uh, Blackbeard's time together. So mm. Izzy Hands was the former, I believe, first mate or quartermaster to uh, to Blackbeard. And then Blackbeard put him in charge of his own sloop, which is like one of the small ships in their like little pirate brigade. And then eventually he just kept promoting him until uh, Izzy was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go set off on my own. And Blackbeard was like, fucking more power to you. I love you, bud. Get out there and make your own fortune. So, yeah, they Izzy Hands and Calico Jack were longtime friends of Blackbeard, and Charles Vane was too. And also, just at, like, I don't have time to go into it, but Charles Vane is a fucking sociopath and just a, like, a murderer. Like, we have talked through this entire series about how there is no actual evidence that Blackbeard technically killed anybody. It's probably likely that at some point... Uh, mm-hmm. he, he, he had to have like murdered people and we'll get into that a little bit later, but Charles Vane for sure would murder people. And like, sometimes would just be like, all right, I don't want anyone to know I was here. So just murder everyone on the ship, throw their bodies overboard and let's get this shit over with. Like he's a fucking crazy person. So all three of these people, lifelong friends of Blackbeard, they show up after, n- after not seeing him in forever. So what do you do? That's right, you throw a week-long drunken rager that gets so rowdy that everybody on the entire island of Ocracoke Island notices. And remember that these guys drank like grog, like it was water. So imagine how wild these parties have to be for them to get real drunk. Yeah, well, and... Ocracoke Island is kind of an interesting place, too, because it ends up being like a landing spot for Scottish immigrants. Uh, So basically, you know, a lot of people who can drink a lot of shit. (laughs) Maybe Ocracoke Island is like it's like it's like drunk from the movie Drunk where you're on the beach that gets you drunk. (laughs) By M. Night Shyamalan. Better fucking stop these old jokes. You're going to catch these Israel hands. So, <laughs> while partying so hard that an entire island is forced to notice you sounds like a cool frat bro brag, uh, but it wasn't exactly the best thing that could happen to a crew of world-renowned pirates, because it wasn't long before word of their party got out and eventually reached the ear of Alexander Spotswood, the governor of Virginia. So... Alexander Spotswood was nominated colonial governor of Virginia in 1710, which for reference is eight years before this party happens. And being nominated colonial governor was the best thing that had ever happened to him because before that he had served as lieutenant colonel in the British military where he had done an amazing job but had nothing to show for it. He was a fantastic strategist, he had tons of powerful connections, and he had even been a prisoner of war at one point who escaped and was able to return to his military. 
but for some reason, whenever promotions were being handed out, he always seemed to be passed over. And here's where we're heading into the speculation zone for a second. I think it's because he fucking sucks ass. He is such a dog shit person. First of all, by their standards, by like 1700 standards, this guy was fucking annoying and everyone hated his ass. I mean, he couldn't have been more annoying than imaginary McFakerton, the colonial governor of Delaware, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) What even is Delaware? Delaware is a flat circle. I just looked it up, and apparently Delaware is being presided over by Mayor McCheese. Did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I knew their governor had sweet buns, but that takes the cake. (laughs) So now that he was governor, Alexander could really show everyone how wrong they had been about him before, which is also basically just your basic ass politician, really. He's just like a kid who was like, I'll show them, and then got a little bit of power and sort of had to show up and show off for everybody else. And by all accounts, Alexander was a great governor, at least for the time, because remember that being a great governor back then usually meant stealing native land and serving the horrific British monarchy and benefiting from slavery or promoting slavery. And those are things that this guy really excelled at. Um, But that is what made him a success in the eyes of his superiors at the time. Because he was the first person to see the economic potential in expanding the territories past the western border. He introduced the rules for commercial relations with Native Americans. And he even established habeas corpus in Virginia, possibly in all of the colonies, which is uh, quickly going to become ironic here in just a few minutes, by the way. Just want to put that in your head so you can save it for later. Um, And also, if you're a dummy like me and you had to look it up, habeas corpus is basically you can't arrest somebody without a good reason for it. But despite all of this, he still hadn't fulfilled his first promise as governor. To make the sea safe again. Because like I said, he is a typical politician who never ever fulfilled his promises. Or at make least had Atlantic it. great again. <laughs> make Delaware exist again. <laughs> or yeah. ever. He had been governor for eight years and uh, pirates were still, still fucking up the coast. And like, I kind of get why people would be mad. I mean, how many times has Biden promised to get rid of pirates? And yet every time I go to the McDonald's, I'm getting fucking blasted by a cannonball, dude. There's like 14 pirates. There's like a whole pirate village where they're just plundering. And there's a whole bunch of those like glass sea orbs everywhere. Yeah. It's cluttering the median. (laughs) If it's God, it's the worst thing a president has ever done. (laughs) Uh, Biden, hard on crime, soft on pirates. Uh. (laughs) And soft everywhere else. Anyway, so Alexander wanted to make a big bust and Blackbeard was possibly one of the most prolific pirates of his day. So now the governor was getting news that he was throwing a pirate party with several famous swashbucklers and he doesn't know where it's happening. He just knows that it is happening. So this was his chance to prove himself as governor, fulfill his promise, 
and it would be a good opportunity for him to show up those idiots in Pennsylvania, North Carolina, which he apparently fucking hated, like for his entire life had a feud with the governor of North Carolina, which is something that we will get into later. Just again, want to put it in your head, save it for later. On July 10th, 1718, eight years into his term as a colonial governor, he issued a proclamation requiring all former pirates to make themselves known to the authorities. Anyone who was trying to go legit would have already been pardoned, so you're fine, and you don't really want to cause any unwanted trouble if you're trying to go legit, so you kind of would be stupid to not report yourself. But now the governor had a record of all former pirates in his colony. <clears throat> and one of these former criminals was William Howard, the former quartermaster of the Queen Anne's Revenge, a.k.a. Blackbeard's first ship. And at the order of the governor, William Howard was arrested. Now here's where things get interesting and ironic. The governor actually had no legal right to have former pirates arrested or tried. And because of this, William hired a lawyer by the name of John Holloway and countersued for a wrongful arrest and damages of 500 pounds, uh, which I can't remember what the fucking... Tr the, here, let me look up the inflation rate. In today's equivalent, it's... It comes out to one TLC special. <laughs> uh, let's see. It is about holy shit, it's about $35,000, probably a little Jeez. bit over that. In modern day money is what he was suing for in damages or countersuing for. So now you have a governor who is wrongfully arresting people and a pirate who is lawyered up probably with the best lawyer ever and is countersuing for the equivalent of like $35,000. And what followed was perhaps one of the stupidest and pettiest trials that you have ever heard of. The defendant, William Howard, was correct. Governor Alexander Spotswood had no right to arrest him and there was no legal way that he could have him tried. And uh, for this, again, I got to give a special shout out to my favorite 18th century lawyer, John Holloway. Just remember that name, John Holloway fucking rocks. Alexander, the governor, cited a statute from King William III that gave governors the right to try pirates without a jury in times of crisis. And then he argued that the mere presence of Blackbeard in the high seas was a crisis in and of itself, and that should allow him to do whatever the fuck he wanted. But John Holloway argued that his crimes, even the ones that he was accused of, couldn't be tied to Blackbeard in any way, so that wasn't actually a statute that could be used in the lawsuit. So that gets thrown out of the way. After that, Governor Spotswood brought up new charges. Um, he accused uh, the guy of several acts of piracy supposedly committed after the cutoff date for the pardon that were pulled off in a ship built by the Spanish government. However, John Holloway proved that those crimes weren't committed in Virginia, so he had no jurisdiction to try him over it. They were committed in mythical Delaware. <laughs> yeah, everything's legal in Delaware because we have no government. Mm -hmm. 
So this guy had no jurisdiction over it, even if these crimes had been committed by his by his client, just because they were completely out of his jurisdiction. And also, it turns out that William legally owned the ship, probably because he was a licensed privateer and the British government let him keep that Spanish ship that he was accused of stealing. So everything is on the up and up. So finally, they try to charge this guy with attacking a ship off the coast of Charlestown, which he may or may not have done. But this time the prosecution made sure that he wouldn't get a fair trial because they just straight up refused to do their job if John Holloway, the guy's lawyer, was present at the trial. That's it. See, that's got to make you as a lawyer feel like a fucking badass. Like, oh, too fucking scared of me? You're not even going to show up to court today? No. Yeah, dude, It's <laughs> that's literally what they... They fucking took their ball and, I don't know, their briefcase and were like, we're not going to play with you anymore. We'll go home, buddy. Weak that was shit. It. That was their big plan and it worked. Uh, and so begrudgingly, John Holloway recused himself so that hopefully his client could get a better, uh, a fair trial. But he was replaced by Virginia's attorney general and personal friend of the governor, John Clayton. Boo. And uns- yeah, ex- it's fucking nepotism all the way down. It's insane. And unsurprisingly, William Howard was found guilty and sentenced to death. Unless he was willing to give up useful information that would lead to the capture of Blackbeard. Which is uh, like, you probably could have started with that. I'm sure it would have been much, much easier, but yeah. whatever. But the issues keep coming and they don't stop coming because it turns out that, like we mentioned earlier, Blackbeard and his crew love to hang out off the coast of North Carolina, a place where the governor had no jurisdiction. So instead of trying to work together with the governor of North Carolina, which is a dude that, again, he apparently fucking hated for no reason, Alexander Spotswood went full vigilante. He personally financed an operation to hunt down Blackbeard and his crew. His well-paid pack of pirate hunters was led by Lieutenant Robert Maynard. And using what they learned from William Howard, Lieutenant Maynard was able to locate the pirates on Ocracoke Island on day seven of their week-long party. And unsurprisingly, their guard was down after six straight days of drinking. (laughs) Hey, you know what they say? It didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, (laughs) but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. Delaware is in a place in this country. You never know if you don't go. <laughs> Look at the map. There's nothing to show. <laughs> hey, now, Delaware's not a real place. <laughs> so we say, hey, now, check a map now. It's not there now. It's fake. All that glitters. <laughs> oh, That's as God. far as my brain can go this morning. <laughs> I love it. So, since returning to the pirate game, Blackbeard had severely cut down his crew to about a size of 24 men total. And because the party was an absolute banger, no one was on lookout. And once Lieutenant Maynard spotted his target, the plan was set into motion. 
He ordered his men to form a blockade that would prevent any attempt at an escape. They also prevented ships from reaching the island to make sure that nobody tipped the pirates off. And then at daybreak, they sent two small ships into the channel in order to get Blackbeard's attention. As soon as the two sloops were spotted, the pirate captain ordered his men to open fire. The two boats quickly turned tail and ran away, and Blackbeard took the bait. He cut anchor and gave chase until he realized that they were headed for a much larger ship that was waving the Union Jack flag. Realizing that the whole thing was a trap, Blackbeard ordered his men to turn the ship around and head for a narrow channel, uh, but now he was being closely pursued by Lieutenant Maynard. Eventually, Blackbeard managed to turn his guns around uh, towards his pursuers and managed to deal some devastating damage. Their crew, in one broadside attack, was able to take out uh, one of Maynard's ships, and they also managed to kill over 20 of his men. Damn. In an instant, Lieutenant Maynard had lost about a third of his forces that he had for this operation. Wow. However, because they were so preoccupied with trying to fire back, they were probably still a little drunk or hungover. And also, it's a very, very upsetting situation to be in. Uh, Blackbeard's ship was not steering correctly, and they kept momentarily running aground on sandbars, which slowed them down significantly. And as the distance between him and Lieutenant Maynard closed, Blackbeard knew that it was going to come down to close quarters combat. He readied his men and continued to fire upon his pursuer until they were in range to be boarded. Once they were, Blackbeard's men shot their grappling hooks onto the ship and then threw a handful of grenades, which apparently were just empty bottles filled with gunpowder, bullets, and a short fuse. <laughs> and they threw them onto the deck in an attempt to shock the enemy crew. And when the smoke cleared, Blackbeard led his men aboard and were excited to see that all that remained was Lieutenant Maynard and a small group of men at the stern. They charged and opened fire. What they didn't know was that they had just fallen for a second trap, baby! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Trap went in the trap! It's trapception! <laughs> The rest of Lieutenant Maynard's men burst from the hold, shouting and firing at Blackbeard's now outnumbered crew. Blackbeard and Lieutenant Maynard uh, realize that they're like now they have a chance to actually fight each other. So they pull out their pistols and began firing at each other until they were completely out of ammunition. Amazing, which took a while because he had those six guns. Yeah, he has fucking six guns on his chest, so he's just like, pow, took a pow. And the best part about this is if you're reading the story, apparently after each time they shot their gun, they realized they don't have time to reload. So they would shoot it once and then just fucking throw it off the side of the boat, which fucking rocks, dude. I just want you to picture the Matrix if they had to throw a gun away every time they fired. <laughs> Yeah, not like every time they run out, every time they shoot a singular bullet. Yeah. Boom. Pop, huh, pop, huh, pop, 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 huh, huh, huh. Oh my God. So after they shot their shots, they each threw their guns aside, drew their swords, and attacked each other. And Blackbeard's cutlass was able to break through Maynard's sword. And Damn. although. 
Yeah, which is fucking amazing. Just the thought of like you, like it's a, it's really is a final battle, and this guy puts up his sword, and Blackbeard is just bam and manages to break your shit. That's fucking terrifying. Although the rest of his men weren't faring as well, the pirates were outmatched and had been pushed back to the ship's bow. Maynard's men began to surround him and Blackbeard. The lieutenant drew his pistol so that he could fire at Blackbeard one last time, just as the pirate went for what would be Maynard's death blow, but before either of them could land an attack, slash! One of Maynard's men stepped in and cut Blackbeard's throat. Oh, shit. The rest of Maynard's men piled on slashing, stabbing, and shooting the pirate until they were sure that he was absolutely dead. Blackbeard's men were surrounded and the battle finished. By the end, 10 pirates were dead and so were 10 of Maynard's men, not including those who were killed in the broadside. Blackbeard's body was examined and it was determined that before he died, he had sustained five gunshots and over 20 stabs, cuts, or slashes. Fuck. Fuck. Edward. 50 cent of his day. (laughs) yeah his dying words were what if we put vitamins in grog (laughs) (laughs) you can find me in the club bottle full of grog i've got the gold (laughs) mommy if you're feeling love introducing vitamin grog from coca graga (laughs) hey (laughs) edward blackbeard teaches body was thrown overboard but not before he was decapitated His head was suspended from the bowsprit of Lieutenant Maynard's ship so that he could collect his reward. And once they returned to Virginia, Blackbeard's head was placed on a pole at the entrance of Chesapeake Bay as a warning to other pirates. And it stood there for several, several years. Blackbeard's ship, cargo, and remaining booty were sold at auction for a little under the modern-day equivalent of $200,000. Governor Alexander Spotswood used a portion to pay for the entire operation. He had the rest of Blackbeard's crew tried, and 14 of them were found guilty and hanged with their bodies left to rot along Williamsburg's Capitol Landing Road. Yeah. I've driven that road. Well, next time you think about it, uh, try to imagine 14 dead, rotting bodies that are just on the side. We were there on our honeymoon. (laughs) Oh, okay. Maybe don't. Actually, Paige, I take it back. I'm sorry. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Understandably, the governor of North Carolina, where the assault took place, was pissed. Governor Alexander Spotswood had no legal right to do any of what he did, and legally speaking, the property that he had he had seized belonged to North Carolina, but the state never saw a cent. The feud between them lasted years until the governor of North Carolina passed away. But as a final fuck you to Governor Alexander Spotswood, he added one beneficiary into his will. John Holloway, the lawyer that spent all of that time completely fucking up his shit. I'm like a lawyer with the way I'm trying to get all these pirates off. (laughs) And that is where we will end our series on Blackbeard the Pirate. Oh my god. So what do you say, matey? I mean... 
so much new and and eye-opening information today um I I have to just go back to my life and and my everyday and and know in my heart that Delaware is a a figment of our imagination I had so much fun during this series and researching this series and you might be asking yourself so what are the most culty aspects of being a pirate and to that question i would say i really wanted to talk about blackbeard the pirate and that, <laughs> that is the majority of the reason why we did this We've been doing this show for five fucking years, and you were with me through the Bloods and the Crips, and you were with us through Hell's Angels, and you've been with us through MLMs, and now I just wanted to talk about fucking Blackbeard. And yeah, there are a lot of culty aspects of the pirate lifestyle. You basically devote your entire life to one person, and uh, when you're doing so, yeah, there is a democracy, and you could vote them out, but you... Put your entire life in this person's hands. And sometimes they grow these giant cults of personality where, like, remember that Steed Bonnet's men had never worked with Blackbeard before, but purely based off of his reputation, were willing to overthrow their guy just to be led by this person. So you adopt the mannerisms, the ways that you have them. You also spread their legend. There are a lot of culty aspects to it. But more often than not... In this series, I just wanted to talk about pirates because I watched uh, Our Flag Beats Death and it was a lot of fun and it was super fun to research all this shit. So thank you for having me. Um, uh, um, I just had a shrimp plate delivered to my house and uh, I've never been more excited. So things are going well for me. And I'll say this. Hey, if you want to find me you can very easily. I'm on social media at Mondo Does Stuff. That's M A N D O Does Stuff, uh, all one word. I've got a show this Saturday in Los Angeles, and then um, some other shows that I'm not sure about. So check my Instagram. That's where I mostly post my show dates, uh, and it's gonna be a good time. And um, oh yeah, just putting this out there now so that people know, I will be in Europe in uh, July from this. 13th through the 27th and i'll be doing a bunch of shows so if you live over there in france yeah i can't believe you're going to france yeah, I'm, i like i expect you to step off the plane and just turn to dust <laughs> if i don't a lot of people are gonna be very upset with me they're gonna be you fucking faker you, you fucking, fucking snail faker. liquor you fucking snail liquor smelly armpit white flag wearing baguette fucker <laughs> fucking snail liquor it's really good that's really good and i'm gonna take it and i'm gonna say it a lot oh my god yeah i'll be in france uh and i'll also be in the netherlands so come fuck with me i know that's only two places but if it goes well i'll probably be back for longer and more places so yeah, um, he's your little escargot go boy now. <laughs> fucking snail liquor. Fucking snail liquor, fucking museum lover. So thank you so much. I love you, and I'll <laughs> see you later. Mwah. Hey, hey guys. Uh it's it's me, your girl Paige. I'm here every week. Uh I uh am roast battling Joe Urell on June seventh. It's supposed to be a big Super amazing night of 
crazy good battles. They're doing um, title fights that night. So it's going to be amazing. Um, then I will be at RTX July 1st. That's the only day I'm going to be there. Mondo's going to be there the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then later in July, I might be somewhere cool while Mondo's in France. I'll let you know when I know. Uh, that's all I can tell you. Uh, but for most up-to-date updates, uh, you can follow me on social media at Rampage Wesley on Instagram or at Page Wesley on Twitter or at Rampage Wesley on TikTok where I don't post any TikToks. I just watch a lot of TikToks. I'm not good at social media sometimes. I'm sorry. I'm, um... Still eating shrimp? Yeah, so I think we... Fucking crustacean-loving bastard. You fucking licking the snails, sniffing the baguettes. I, um... (laughs) I, during this, I got a delivery from Instacart, and part of what I ordered on a whim was a big thing of shrimp, and it's more shrimp than I thought. I think it's for a whole party. And so yeah, now that's the only way they sell shrimp plates, dude, is for parties. Now I, I googled how much shrimp is too much shrimp. <laughs> and can you eat too much shrimp? Um, what? I can you eat too much shrimp? And the top answer is: I attended Tiger Woods' first pro appearance at Pebble Beach in 1997. There was a huge ice sculpture loaded with about 1,000 jumbo tiger prawns, high as a kite on. MJ, which is marijuana, I estimated I ate about 75 shrimp with cocktail sauce. The bloat was massively painful. As I was sweating profusely from the protein-induced coma, combined with bottomless champagne, I awoke on the grass with a feeling a wave of nausea. I vomited about seven times in one of those lakes. I swore off shellfish for four years. What the fuck? Who the fuck is this person? What is their life? Zachary somebody from Fremont, California. Oh my god, I was born in Fremont, California. Uh hometown hero. Hometown yeah. hero. Got shrimp in his mouth. It sounds like a coward to me. I'm gonna die off this shrimp today. Ugh! I need a shell. Okay. Hey. <laughs> If you want to support the show, you can. You can go to Delaware and tell them that we don't think they're fucking real. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Colt Podcast. Or on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show. You can also send us an email to coltpodcastshow at gmail.com or coltpodcastshow at delaware.usa. <laughs> if you have proof, and I mean legitimate proof, that Delaware is real. And I'm talking the only acceptable methods of proof. Okay. Plaster casts of Bigfoot feet, mm-hmm. uh, crayon drawings from children. Absolutely. And then, you know, GeoCity sites with hard to read font. Proof. Don't tell that- me a story if you know the person who said the story. I want five people removed. Yes. But if you have hard and fast proof that Delaware is real... I need you to send that to us at 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237, like the shrimpening, <laughs> Los Angeles, California, 90065. And I think for this one, I'm going to say don't drink so much that you don't realize that you're about to get killed by pirate ships. <laughs> and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. Yeah.